Welcome to another episode of Jengano Podcast. This is our episode 11. We are nearing the completion of our season. Uh, we started uh, recording, I think, in September, and we are about to finish our season one. And today, before we start, we have to to ask our listeners if you can listen to other podcasts by Acute Media. There is a podcast by the name Proactive. It's hosted by Peter, Elsie, and Timo. It is a political show. Uh, I hope you can tune in and listen to it and many other shows in our portfolio of acute media. Today, I'm joined with Victor. And today's show is more interesting because yesterday, by the time you were talking to Victor and he was telling me, today's show, uh, give me some big ups, give me some 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 something that you that we'll be talking about today and it was very hard to sh- to share anything because today's topic is unlike any other topic it is it is more just a conversation between me and Victor and this is our second conversation i think our first conversation was episode 8 if i'm not wrong or episode 7 producer yes and today, let's say it's a continuation of our conversation. And today's conversation is, uh, we title it as High Society. And it is a form of, it's high society, meaning that you're talking about the developers, the clients, the big money, the big finance that steers the development of infrastructural programs and all these things in our country and I think they're the ones who are the pesetas. So that's why we call it high society. It is a way of looking back at what they've done, appreciating how far they've built this country to and checking on how how much they can still go to open up markets and to bring more development to to our country. So I'm your host, Steve, and you can get me on my Twitter page at Steve Mugua. Welcome to another episode of Jengana Podcast, and it's over to you, Victor. Thank you for the invite, Steve. Yes. Really looking forward to today's topic. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, controversy in there. A lot of inter- interesting things to to look at. Yes. So let's let's see let's see what what you think about yeah. what to discuss. Yeah. And maybe if I can just you can start by bringing like the topic. Law, 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 law. You say like now we can start with Kenya Airways the transport sector and we see that Kenya Airways is uh, is is a company that has been really affected and they and, and they did not foresee the corona so it has really hit them very hard and before we came for recording the previous day this on Friday uh, Kenya the, the the airports were opened and Tanzania was not part of the countries that were on the list to open up for for Kenyans to for for Kenyans to be able to ferry the passengers from Kenya to Tanzania. 
So right now, before we started our show, we've seen that the, there's been an agreement where Kenya Airways can still fly into into Tanzania, and you see such decisions. Let's say whoever came came up with a list of countries that can come to Kenya. You see, the person who makes that decision is a person who sits on a very high level of decision making in our country. The same, if you have uh, the big four agenda, you have affordable housing ongoing at the moment. And it's a program that it started in good faith and it is ongoing. And there's that plan. They are going to build affordable houses. And you see the people who are involved also are people who are who are able to make this big decision as as people who are bringing investment into the country. So that kind of investment, these high society people, the rich class, mm. they're the ones who determine most of the things. And when you see like now the rich class is like they would people who can do something for the country mm. are doing mostly real estate mm. or offices. Yeah. There is there is something that it is good. Me, I don't know. Mm. I'm not that rich. Yeah. <laughs> I might have some I might just know rich, very rich people, but I'm not that rich. But you see, they have the potential of doing things that can impact the societies. Yeah. They can do hospitals, they can do cultural centers, they can do museums, just to put, they can do something to do with the culture, they can do something to do with the politics, they can do something to do with education, they can open up libraries. Yeah. But you find most of the investments, mm -hmm. it's either in, oh. let's say, real estate, mm -hmm. minerals, mm -hmm. banking, do mm -hmm. do. Do you think they've, let's say, do you think they've done enough, like the first question? So, <coughs> the thing to think about is, these people are calling high society, the people with the means, people who are setting up these big businesses and investing, you know, billions of shillings into, into these different uh, developments. What they're looking for we have to we have to accept what they're looking for isn't developing Kenya primarily. Maybe some of them that could be a good side benefit, but what they're looking for is profit. Yeah. Um, these are people who have money and they're looking to to make sure that they have you know what we're calling passive income that they can rely on that will will sort them out, will sort the generations that follow them. That's what everyone is looking for, really. So they are no different. Their primary goal is good passive income and good um, good investments that they can rely on for you know for the future. So, so the reason why they go for you know housing, housing we're talking of housing in real estate, is because it's I, I think out of all the other you know, fields that they can invest in. That's one of the most, it's as passive as it gets. Like. I mean, when you set up an apartment, the things you need to think about, maybe you need to think about, um, 
you know, land rates. First of all, purchasing the land, getting through, building permits, um, building, and then marketing to get the, the place filled up, and then just operationally, then it becomes a bit less um, taxing because you, you think about the small repairs you'll need to do. But you'll but be getting rent. Like now, these people mm. are less bothered. Let's say, like, I'm seeing here, two rivers. Yes. You know, it was valued, uh, uh, the project is valued at approximately 16.6 billion. Mm -hmm. You put it into two rivers. Two rivers is a mall in Kenya. Yeah. You can Google two rivers mall. It's one of the biggest malls. And it's the biggest in the country so far. Mm. It's valued at 16.6 billion Kenya shillings. It's a lot of money. You see, it has all that. Even the land rates, the land, whatever. Yes. That one is... That one they gave a PM somewhere <laughs> to, <laughs> to sort it out. It's a drop in the ocean. Mm. So it did he do... Let's say, like, we, we studied, like, two rivers. Mm. For example, did he do enough for the for the community around it mm. and as a whole for a country? Did it have the impact that we'd expect for 16.6 billion? So, Two Rivers is a very popular mall. A lot of people go to it. Yeah. Uh, and it's very uniquely placed in that there's a lot of um, residential areas around it. There's, you know, there's Ruaka, there's Runda, there's, it's also not too far from Thika Road, Kiambu, Kiambu Road and Tindigua, where they're all residential areas. And all those people, I think they appreciate having a place where they can go to to shop casually and for entertainment and, and you know these are mainly middle class areas so the activities that are inside two rivers appeal to them a lot and it's stuff that they, they can afford so in terms of being a good business i would say excellent they've they've done a very good job in setting up two rivers the way they have but in terms of impact to kenyans for 16.6 billion, I would say maybe. I, I don't see, I think 16.6 billion could have a bigger impact in the economy spent in something like manufacturing, something with inherent value. Oh, you okay. see, malls take advantage of uh, consumers. So malls are about consuming. There's not too much producing going on because Basically, what you have in malls is what? Uh, clothes shops, yes, uh, mm. restaurants. So it's a lot of consumption. And th the businesses are typically what you already have even outside of malls. It's just that they've all been brought together into one big building. Another example. But, yeah. Let's leave the mall. Mm. It has a mall, yeah? And yeah. I think it's a mixed use of some sort. It's mixed use, yes. Of course, you have the housing there as well. Yeah, another example, GTC. Mm. Uh, it's called the Avic Tower. Mm. It's uh, GTC. They are on Chiromo. On Chiromo. Mm. It's called GTC Center. It's on GTC Center. If you Google G GTC Avic Tower, mm. you will find the the development. It It is in Nairobi. The construction cost is approximated to 40 billion shillings. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. It is. It has a yeah five star hotel. Mm -hmm. It has a 184 meter tall tower. Mm -hmm. That's 
24 to 28 levels of residential apartments. It is out of it is something that once complete will be an amazing project of 40 billion. It's huge. It's huge. And you see, you can say these are not government projects. These yeah. are people who've sat and they've come up and they've put money and they are able to do a 40 billion Struck. office complex. Mm. They're able to do a 16 billion shopping mall. Yeah. And what is the impact? Like, let's say now for GDC, how 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 will it impact? It's the same story. They are taking advantage of what the middle class in in Kenya, in Nairobi normally go for, middle to upper class in Nairobi. Uh, there's entertainment, there's housing, there's a huge mall, um, a huge hotel. So it's it's consumption. You know, these these are things that don't generate inherent value. It's not like we are processing or creating a new a new new goods that can be exported. You understand? It's just consumption within. You understand? So it's the same. It's the same story. What's going on at GTC? Same thing as what is in Garden Garden City Mall. Um, same thing with all the malls that are coming up it's mainly about consumption for the upper and middle class and maybe the few people who come to visit and but we don't have a new product or something new that we are bringing that so for the person for, for the person who is investing the 40 billion do you think is at the opportunity thinking like am i putting the 14 million here and mm. There is a place that doesn't have even a dispensary. Mm. The, it was even featured in the news mm. recently. Oh, no the news. There's a place mm. I don't know. They have to go kilometers to to reach their first dispensary. Oh my If you look at I the roads, you just slide. And it's somewhere in the Rift Valley. Mm. They just need a dispensary, mm. not even a hospital. They just mm. need somewhere they can go and ask mm. for cough medicine. So the truth the, is, uh, saying inherent value. Mm. It is, is it a personal decision or is it money that drives everything? It comes to a point where you think like, hey, this. <laughs> why should I have forty billion? Why should I go build hospitals for the government? Exactly, because you can't. <laughs> I don't blame the businessmen who came together and say, let's do this mass housing and and hotel, this mixed use development in this area because the population is growing and it's a growing, growing middle class and people are going to want houses people are going to want to have hotels that they stay in and they're going to use malls it's what has been happening in Nairobi so the prediction that they're going to get money out of the project is correct you can't blame them for getting into the project to get money that's that's okay the person who should who should control how money is spent maybe is is the government the government should set up incentives that make people people who want to spend money to think of things other than that is it it's yes. like going to a supermarket yes. and you have money and mm. you're given options yes buy this get one free you see you of course it's up. obvious <laughs> <because> <laughs> everyone looks out for their own interest yeah. how the world works is um, you know it's it works on on butter trade essentially you have something and you want something in return Yeah. So 
you can't count on people just <laughs> want to give money. Yeah, of course there are the few who are going to who are going to give for the better good of of the entire population, but most people will want something in return. So the trick is as a government because your best interest should should be the interest of the people. You should control how businesses are set up in such a way that if someone wants to set up a business, yeah. it's best for them whatever they do is a percentage like let's say yeah. you're bringing 40 billion into a project yeah. you have to do a certain impact of let's say 5 billion exactly. to the community yes. and you should have proof of it yes. whether it's anywhere but in the country you yes. accumulate exactly, then you say yeah. it's okay you can it do be part 100 of, billion yeah it should even be part of the e sorry the building permit process so instead of just looking okay is this building habitable Mm. You know, is you know, is waste going to go out properly? Are we going to be able to get enough electricity? You should also look at. You know, of course, they also have NEMA, which looks at what impact does it have on the environment. There should also be one department that looks at what impact does it have on on the people and the you know the locals around there. Not just environmentally, but even financially. Like, like right now, let's say for KQ, mm. it's struggling, and they might go and ask for more funds and all that. Mm. But you see, you'd ask yourself, okay, if Kenya Airways was out there to help the local monarchy, if it was doing its best to make sure that every Kenyan has used a plane in their life, mm. I think so many people would have come out and said, yeah. Me, I'm ready to give out 100 shillings to okay. KQ mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can do ABCD. Mm. But you see, it has been an elite thing mm. for them. Mm. Now you see when they go into debt. And it is Kenyan company. Mm. So the government will come. Mm. They go into negotiations. Government buys. Mm. Uh, there's KAA. I don't know whoever they are buying. They are sharing to. Mm. So the government comes in as the people. They say, okay, we'll get a share of you. But now you see KQ will know you'll never realize that they are, they are, they have to put an impact on on how Kenyans are and what we depend on. Yes. The same with many other developments. If you go if you go through a lot of things, you see that there is opportunity. Now let's even you can divert from the big, big, big forty billion projects yeah. and you go just to People who have uh, stable standing in the country, people who can afford property, mm. what do they do? You get your money, yeah. you're good, you go buy a caplot. Then you buy another caplot. This other caplot gets value, you've done like a greenhouse somewhere in the plot, yeah. you sell it, you go and buy now two plots, and you put there four houses, you rent out the houses. You see, mm. you are just doing it for you. But there is no, you see, you can say, okay, I let me. But I think the government has to come in and tell people, okay, you've made this much. Yes. We, we can help you by helping each other mm. to grow this country. Mm. Because there we are going, I think so many people have plots and houses. Mm. And we'll have less hospitals, we'll have less walkways, we'll have we'll less roads. Because what, what will happen is the more you supply something, because everyone getting into this real estate, especially housing, and even the malls, 
they are looking at the trend as it is now. And maybe some of them are projecting. Of course, if you're investing millions, they must be projecting. And they're saying that this trend is going to continue. Therefore, this makes the most sense to invest in. But at some point, at some point, and I feel like we are very close to it. At some point, there'll be so many houses, you know, so many malls that now there's going to be more malls than people can afford to go to them. You see, so there's going to be too much supply and not enough demand. And then people will realize, okay, maybe, okay, maybe this isn't... Especially houses. Exa- exactly, especially houses. I mean, if people can't afford to get into those houses... Because yeah. imagine, let's say you're houses. going to a place like mm. Idurai, or let's say Omoja, there's so many houses. Mm. It's like only houses. We decided we build only houses. Yeah. Anyway, you just build a house on top, down shops, house shops. That's what everybody is. The rest yeah. is not, there's no fire station, mm. there's no good police Hospital. stations, you hospitals. Know, even, even there's nothing, uh, just houses. Mm. So they are saying you, pro, you project mm. this trend of everyone doing houses, mm. especially where you know, okay, I mean, many people are living in each area. We go, okay, we mm. go put an investment somewhere in Kino. Mm. Many people live there, we put yeah. rent for 10 Gs. Mm. These are just people who can, who, who want to do something, but there are no maybe grounds for them to do something else. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no impetus. They haven't been. There's no advantage for them to put up something other than a house. The house they feel is sure, and it's what they are seeing coming up. And people are moving into the houses, so they feel this is what I'm going to do. It seems like the easiest option, and the you know quickest investment. So that's why people are doing it. So the way would be to encourage people through tax incentives or um, there should be government support for people to do things that benefit everyone and not just personal benefit, you know. Uh, you've spoken mm-hmm. like a conclusion. So just to conclude this conversation you're having today, mm-hmm. what, what should you say to the high society? Mm-hmm. The high society means the rich. You're not talking about Illuminati and mm. the rest. <laughs> <laughs> the secret society. Mm. No, no. You're just saying, what do you say to people who want to bring with the financial muscles of this country? Mm. What did you say? Just to conclude our topic today. People should be more creative in their investments. I understand the need for returns. Everyone, if you're spending a billion shillings on something, of course, you want that a billion shillings back at least. Yeah, so I understand that. So I can't fault them much. But now the people who set up the policies, I would say that they should create an environment that makes um, the common good, good even for the investor. So they should make it in such a way that doing something that is good for everyone, benefit them. So, yeah, especially people in the government, people who control policies, they, don't, they should think of ways to encourage people to invest in things that are going to benefit everyone else. Okay. Yeah, Thank not you. just themselves. Thank you very much. You've heard from Victor. I think he said what I would have said. Mm-hmm. Just have to, as he said, that's the only way 
we create an environment where it is good to do other things other than what is the norm and our policy makers have to go the extra mile again this is just a conversation with Victor and often enough we'll be having this conversation well thank you for listening to us and you can log into www.acute.co.ke for the podcasts there is the yellow podcast there is the proactive podcast there is uh, there are plenty of podcasts until next time thank you very much <music>